chat here as well if you want to say anything um man i just went for the longest walk ever seen really like hours all right i'm gonna i'm i wrote you a bio in like five seconds right you wrote me so I'm I could have given you. you my professional bio if you wanted like done by no this is even better bro <laughs> this is even better because you know because I trained as a publicist as well so this is good so I'm going to introduce you so so Kean Ducrow was a multi-instrumentalist singer-songwriter and producer originally from Cork in Ireland now living and thriving in London do you like that thriving thriving uh, in taking inspiration thriving you know taking inspiration from global stars such as Ed Sheeran Tom Mish Michael Jackson Eden Keen has managed to pave his own unique path with his music. Um, his Spotify stats clock millions of listeners. His TikTok account just reached over 500,000 follows. And Keen just announced the release of his single, Anyone But Her, which will be released worldwide on May 21st. That's nice, isn't it? That's good, man. You, you brushed like up. You brushed really... up. It's like a radio, um, yeah. it's like a radio um, vibe, you know? Radio vibe. Um, but yeah, bas- basically, I just wanted to. How did we meet, man? It's actually been, it's, it's actually been, been years, like hasn't oh, it? Oh man, it's been years. Holy shit, <laughs> man! We Holy met shit. like through we met through like um, Facebook, like videos or something, like something. Really I remember, weird. yeah, I remember. I was in my aunt's house, and you messaged me. I remember distinctly, and you were talking about my YouTube videos, and we were meant to do a collab for months, maybe even a year, and. And then I met you outside, where was it? It was outside Brown Thomas and you were busking. I think you were with, you were with Nathan. You were busking. No way. And I was like, this guy. Yeah, you were, you were busking with Nathan. I was like, this guy is so confident. Like I could never do that. And I remember just walking up to you and we literally hit it off from the second we started speaking to each other, you know? I was off it was like insane. 12 or something. And you were like 20. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah, you were- you were like 10, I was like 25, still like, <laughs> yeah, literally. How old were we actually? I think I Fucking must have been hell. like, I must have been like 14. You were like 15, 15? 14 yeah. or 15, yeah. I think you were 18 maybe um, or something. Yeah, I remember that. And then we went to the School of Music. And since then, we've been like really close friends and it's just been like watching you go from, oh, here, my mic, I nearly just dropped my mic. Um <laughs> I'm trying Watching to not, you. like, I'm holding my mic as well. I'm trying to not, like, bang. How are you? Yeah, I have, there's this little thing, and I don't want to, like, bang it. We don't have any mic stands here, because, like, once we moved into the apartment, oh, we the got worst. straight into lockdown. So, and yeah. I, like, we all prefer recording our vocals. Um, uh, so how many people, you live with two other girls, isn't it? Yeah, so I live with two other songwriters and artists, and, like, whenever we're recording, we all love to just hold a microphone. I don't know, it's just nicer, like, holding it. Mm, yeah, it's better. Microphone. I don't know, it's just the vibe. But sometimes you get some funky noises. Mm. So you win some, yeah. you lose some. When did you move into that new? When, when did you move into that new apartment? Um, I think it was on like the second. So it was the day I got back from LA. So it was the second of March. Mm. Um, and yeah, I remember you went. But I came back like um, I got. I left LA on the first of March. Arrived in London on the second. Moved in major jet lag. Slept for four hours. Got up at six. <laughs> went to the airport. Went to Dublin for. Uh, like four days of Spotify Secret Genius Camp, and then uh, came out. I was so Jesus. dead, man. Like I couldn't even. I was so jet lagged because I'd been in LA for a month. I was so yeah, climatized to like. First yeah. of all, the roasting weather was unreal. The chill vibes. Mm. Like I didn't want to leave either. I wouldn't have left <laughs> LA. I don't think I would have left LA um, for another yeah. month or two if I hadn't had that Spotify thing to come back for. Um, yeah absolutely but it was god i got back to dublin man like and it was just it was torrentially cold and raining and like storms and i was <laughs> storms. just like, so depressed yeah. i was like no <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. i remember i remember when I, I came back from the miami trip and i flew straight i flew to london and then i flew straight home and i was like this is so depressing like coming like the weather in ireland like it's it's similar in london obviously but it's so depressing Oh man, it's actually insane. It's, it's so, so gray, fucking depressing. dark, yeah, sad. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, but I just wanted to get to how you started out. So you're you're now at the point where you've reached like your songs are reaching like millions of listeners. Like, um, you have a massive TikTok account. Like everything is popping off for you. You've a massive brand. You've built that brand. You've honed that brand over the years and. Like, how did you start out? I remember when I met you, you were st- like, you're still like that. You are probably one of the most confident guys that I know. 
And I remember that kind of rubbed off on me. Like at the start, I met you. I was like, Jesus Christ, like you can literally walk into a group of people and like just be the center of attention, you know, like were you always like that? Where did that where did that come from? And how did you get the confidence to sing in front of crowds of people? Um, I don't know, like when I was a kid, I obviously was just uh I loved performing and I was just like, I guess like my personality naturally was to be extremely outgoing. I was just like a really bubbly child. And I like, I love to just like dance and sing and like, just like entertaining. Mm -hmm. I just loved it. And then obviously like when that was pretty evident to my mom, um and people around you know it was just like my mom was like I have to get him into like acting classes and theater and like music and whatever and obviously my whole family were musicians so that like wasn't hard um and so like I got into that as a kid and I think I went to stage school when I was like four so I think I started when I was literally like four years old just like stretching in the class doing some doing some dance doing some some acting uh some singing and I went from there kind of you know doing all sorts of like whether it was uh, theater classes, um, I was at CADA and Cork for like maybe like 10 years, maybe more than that, like really? 10 to 12 I years. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, so I did that for like so long and then I went off and went um, to do drama at the Cork School of Music because they also had drama there. And then I went back and then I went to Cork Arts for like a year or two, but I, I never really kind of fit in there. And I love the people, like they were really nice, but it was just kind of, you know, when you come into a place where... Um, when you come into a place where you haven't been there from the start and like when I was in CAD I was there since I was four it was like a family and then I wanted to see what it would be like at Cork Arts but like everybody who was who I was in a class with had known each other since they were like five years old so it was kind of mm. it wasn't the right thing for me and so not long after that I left and then I just focused solely on the music and I knew that I always wanted to be performing and doing all that sort of stuff and like mm. I don't know man I think I just lost the ability to like be embarrassed or to like yeah, I think that yeah. was the most important thing for me because also as a kid like I was very different so like through all mm -hmm. of primary school yeah and you know you kind of like through all of primary school I think it goes one way or the other it's like either you get bullied and it and it like really affects you or I think you get bullied and you kind of just go like you just don't care and I was one of those did you, did you get bullied in school oh yeah man fucking I had no friends in mm -hmm. school like nobody nobody cared like nobody I had like you know, obviously I don't say I had no friends. I was like, you know, yeah. I was in the weird kids group, like, which is always yeah. the best group, yeah. but like, yeah, I got bullied for having long hair or I get bullied for wearing, like, I got bullied for wearing like jeans to school whenever it was no uniform day. Cause everybody else was wearing tracksuits and they were like, mm -hmm. why do you wear jeans by? And I was like, I was it makes me aerodynamic. I remember, one time, I remember one time wearing a suit to school <laughs> and <laughs> literally it, it was actually, it was the confirmation, but everyone was like wearing fair enough like normal like whatever jeans and a shirt i wore a three-piece suit and was like just rocked into school and everyone's like what the fuck are you doing like man i was the exact same i just didn't care you know i remember having a conversation with a friend of mine who was like who literally told me and i remember to this day and he said to me i'll get married in a tracksuit he was like i'll never wear a suit but i'm gonna get married in a tracksuit and then like and then what give it six years later he was going they like all him and all the lads were going to all of these yeah. like balls and stuff wearing suits like and I, I was just like do you remember yeah. that time you told me you get married in a tracksuit like um yeah, yeah it was absolutely. like I think I just loved the individuality obviously I was super lucky like my mom was so supportive and all the people around me and mm -hmm. I loved being in those classes and like but even in the places where you think you fit in like in music classes and stuff like I still I still wasn't the cool kid like I still got like picked on I still wasn't really like like accepted and stuff but like I just didn't care like I was just so happy doing mm -hmm. what I loved and I kind of always mm -hmm. knew like so deep down in my heart I always knew what I was meant to do and mm -hmm. um, and I guess I just like just did it like I just drove as hard as I could my entire life mm -hmm. believing that like if you want to achieve something you have to do every single thing in your power to get there whether it's like make videos like make content write songs learn how to produce mm -hmm. uh, work with other people like uh, try out for a tv show like do everything that you can possibly do yeah. in your power because otherwise you look back and you'd be like well I didn't actually try everything and I guess like yeah. I guess doing that 
led to and, and i think the hustle and the hardship of like not succeeding as early as maybe you you imagine you can and everybody looks at these like american stars who get picked up when they're like 12 or 13 and you you think like oh my god that could be me but obviously it's not going to be you and you live in ireland like and there's nowhere to go i know um and so yeah. the grind is just like you just it you have to accept that it's going to be it's going to take longer than it than it takes for a lot of people or just you know don't give yourself like a timeline or a deadline and that's what i did and mm -hmm. like personally the last two months of my life have been the most mm -hmm. um the most ridiculous two months i've ever experienced um ever mm -hmm. and it's just been like a, i guess a testament to like putting your head down working as hard as you can and like i look back to Absolutely. i look back to a few months ago and i think about things that were happening maybe maybe six seven months ago I think back to like record labels that I was talking to or people that were coming into my life and then like dropping back out or kind of snooping around my career and then dropping off and like I would get like super disappointed that it didn't work out but I would just keep going but a big thing is I look at where I am now and I listen to the music that I'm making today and I even compare it to the music I was making six months ago and I'm like so glad like no matter how yeah. badly I wanted it six months ago, I'm so glad that I did not, that I'm not where I am, that the things that are happening mm -hmm. today are not, didn't happen yeah. six months ago because I just wasn't the, like, I actually didn't know who I was as an artist yet fully. I hadn't like scoped the whole, the whole picture. Hadn't developed, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it's a big, sure. like, it's a long road. And I think like if I had, you know, been picked up as a, as a kid, um, by a label or by a big manager or something i never would have learned to produce mm. i never would have learned to mm. write mm. better songs because it would have been done for me and then it's a big like everything happens for a reason i think and you just gotta yeah. keep going yeah. and trust in the in the plan in, in the process yeah yeah you're kind of like me as well the way like you literally you're writing your songs you're producing them like are you literally doing everything yourself at the moment yeah, so you're, now you're writing songs, producing, like yeah. So now I write, produce, and mix essentially. Um, the mixing part was something that took me a while to accept to do by myself because it's mm. a very like kind of very scientifically, technically challenging <laughs> thing that there's a lot of. But in my opinion, like, anytime, anytime I got somebody else to do it, I just wasn't happy with it because it removed the emotion of the song for me. So I just, well. yeah, and I just had to yeah. do it myself because I needed it to sound the way that I wanted it to sound. And so mm. I guess I was just sick of like um, not having that. And, you know, also when you're at a certain level, you can't afford to like pay like four grand to get the best mixing engineers in the mm. world. So mm -hmm. you, there's just no accord. Um, so, yeah, so I write it and I produce it in my bedroom and like um, and I think, you know, in a way, I always hoped that that would help me stand out from the crowd um as well as hopefully like putting my personality online and building a fan base and and it has um and it took a t took a long time and it still is a long long road you know but it's like yeah it's really been the most um beneficial thing in my career and because i love it like i yeah. love every part of it 100 percent. i remember when you were you only had a couple of thousand followers and do you remember me and you would be on the live streams like and you'd be like putting in your instagram handle telling people to follow you oh, man. and you would literally spend hours on on front of a live stream every day and just telling people to follow you you know please listen to my music um and you i remember you'd go on that every day and but it's it's not just writing music you were thinking outside the box you had like challenge videos on youtube um, you had all of these different ways to kind of pull people in. That's something that is completely different about you. You know the marketing side of music as well. You know how to yeah. brand yourself and push yourself out there. Um, well, where, like, where are you learning that? Are you studying other people? Are you just going off your gut feeling, or where is that coming from? You know, I think like I'd say most of it is gut feeling, but I think like at at a certain point in my life i noticed like i don't know when but like you know i think that there's so much more to uh, a, a global artist and an artist that mm. has a career that spans decades such as justin timberlake and michael jackson and ed sheeran mm. and people who really have absolutely broken the game like even billy eilish these careers that yeah, you know will span absolutely. decades there's so much more than just the music 
Um, and I noticed that about myself. Like, why do I fall in love with artists and why do I listen to every single thing that they release and love every single song? It's because I mm-hmm. love them as a person. Like I grow to like love who they are as like an artist mm. and a human and their personality and what their message is and what it is their beliefs are and like what they stand for. And like for me, mm. a big part of showing people what my personality was, what I stood for, what it was that like my message was and what I want to just be seen for was, was, you know, making videos, just being myself, doing funny stuff and like whatever it was, just like putting myself out there as like a human as well as a musician and letting people either like it or not. And, you know, some people will not like it and hopefully more people will like it. Um, And I think that's like a super important part. There, there is obviously a part where I, kind of observed careers that were global successes and careers that weren't global successes and even um careers that you know started off at the same time and why one career blew up and why another one didn't and kind of you know the main thing that i noticed was the 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 personality of the artist or the charisma or 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 the way that their team was putting across this person's um personality or this person's beliefs and their their charisma i guess and like that's not to say that people like that not everybody has it i believe you know like everybody has a unique personality and people have great things about them i think in a very important part is about the team that manages to like pull that out of you or find the best parts about you and highlight that and i Mm. i guess i was able to find that in myself maybe easier than other people are able to observe in on themselves and i i guess a part of that was trial and error of like posting videos on YouTube and seeing what it was that people likes, like posting videos on TikTok or Facebook and Instagram and seeing what it was about me singing or, or, um, it's like A&Ring yourself, essentially, you know, you, you, you look at the feedback and you, you, you take that in and you go, okay, wow, people like when I sing this way, people like when I, you know, make these jokes or say this thing, or when I act this certain way. And as long as you're always being genuine and yourself, then you don't feel like you have to like fake do those things. Just like be yourself and like, look at what people like and enjoy. Yeah, I agree with you. People want to get to know you personally as well. They want to be involved in your story and see you go from nothing to everything. You know, they want to be a part of that story. Um, Can you talk about TikTok for a second? I literally like I've only been following your videos like in the last couple of weeks, but holy shit, man, like you're literally like viral on TikTok. Was, did that did that like completely harness uh, your brand as well did you use tiktok to bring all of those followers onto your instagram and build your brand even more or what what like Absolutely. did you just tiktok yeah. like and and as, and as stupid as it's gonna sound like and people are still kind of you know oh, tiktok like and like youtube was back I was like, that. like people are I was like, exactly oh, like that yeah you're youtube famous or you're just a youtuber it's like nobody goes on nobody becomes a youtuber like to be famous or expected it to happen at the start or like same with tiktok like you don't go on there being like i'm gonna have like a i'm gonna have half a million followers in two months you know what i mean it's like nobody you yeah. don't you don't expect any of it you're like oh my god i'd love 100 views like um and for me you have half a million in two months yeah i think it's about half a million in two months you know like i used to tell my parents because i got like you know forty thousand followers subscribers on youtube in like (gasps) in like a couple of years and i think we're just after like surpassing like i mean i was doing i think like um just for the stats (laughs) not to show off Mm. because it's it's just the craziest app but i think it was like around 10 to twenty thousand followers a day at some points like I did like I think I did a hundred thousand followers in a week. Like it was just insane. Like, the <laughs> of it is like that's it's insane. Astronomical that you can't even take it in. Um, but basically, like, so, like, did you have a strategy? Like, did you have? A strategy I did have. A, going I did have a strategy. Do, like, yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> I'll tell you a funny story. So like, basically, like, um, I don't want to use like names and stuff because I don't know what like I want. Yeah, of course. But basically, one of my friends signed record deal um about a year, year and a half ago, um mm-hmm. and when they signed a record deal, the first thing that they were told to do, uh, the first thing that happened is they were sent to the TikTok office in London, and the record label was like, "You need to." They signed a major record deal. The record label was like, "You need to go on TikTok, and you need to meet the TikTok team. They're going to give you an account, and you need to like get big on TikTok because it's the biggest social media in the world, and the office in London has just added a hundred new staff, so it's about to take over." And this was like back, like before the summer, like before anyone was really like using TikTok. It was like when it had just gone from Musically to TikTok, and it was still just kind of new. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I heard that. I sat on the other side of the table and I did not say a word. And in my head, I was like, I'm going to open up a TikTok account and I'm going to get ahead of the game. I was like, I you want to record the conversation. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, I want a record label to come to me and be like, you need to be on TikTok and then be like, oh, wait, you already have a million followers. <laughs> you know, like my mindset was like, I just want to get ahead Absolutely. of the game. So it looks like I'm taking yeah. the initiative to like, that I'm not like a dumb artist that just like is yeah. waiting for it to happen. So I decided to start posting some TikToks, blah, blah, blah. Blah. And then, you know, you see a few videos about like the algorithm of TikTok and all this sort of stuff. And one of the videos I saw was like, it's based on consistency. Just make sure you post every day and like, then it'll work out. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do that because like balancing YouTube and my music and everything was so hard and like college and stuff because YouTube takes mm. hours to edit videos and upload and then it fails to upload and blah, blah, blah. TikTok man takes like five minutes to make a video and upload it and so i'm just like i had no excuse to just not upload at least one video a day so i was like right mm. i'm gonna upload one video a day and <clears throat> i tell you this like for a, a like a month of a month of uploading consistently like i'd say i got max like 300 views and stuff like and i was trying so hard to like come up with clever things and like and then just post like random stuff, but like it wasn't doing much. And I was just in London and I was like, didn't really know what I was doing. And, but I kept my head down. I was like, no, I'm going to keep on posting. I'm just going to keep on posting every day forever. Like I'm never going to stop because surely something will happen. Like a, a scientific experiment, like of like, not a scientific experiment, but you know what I mean? Like I wanted to yeah, do yeah. an experiment on how it would work if I really genuinely posted every day. So that's what mm -hmm. I did. And I went to LA and the first video that blew up was me talking about weird things in america and i realized that i only mentioned like two or three strange things in america and i think the video yeah. got like sixty thousand views or something like like what? really quickly and i was like oh my god that's insane i couldn't fathom like getting sixty thousand views and i think i hit like nine thousand and like eleven thousand followers in the same day and i was like oh my god like what the that's hell is insane. going on and so then i looked and i was like well i can probably remake this exact video and just keep talking about different things about mm -hmm. um, like different American things that like I just find so weird. And so like I just every day while I was in LA, I was taking making a list of like funny stuff and all of my friends were like, man, you can add this to your list. Like, oh, this is the thing that happens in America that we don't have anywhere else. Or like, mm. what about this? And I was with a bunch of Irish people as well. So we were noticing so many things. Mm. And I just kept posting so videos and it was a hundred thousand views, 200,000 views, 400,000 views, half a million views, like six, 700,000 oh views. My God. And then I just kind of mixed in random stuff as well. And like little skits and they were doing really well. Um, then I got back here. And I think after the month of February, I had maybe, let's say I had like 70,000 followers ballpark. Um, and then that's when I moved into the new apartment. I had about mm -hmm. 70,000 followers on TikTok. And, um, then I started posting videos just about like lots of, I was always posting music as well, which was a great tester to see like how people engage with the new music I was writing and like little snippets and like people were like, oh my God, you have to release this and like helping people see like my personality, but also the music and like seeing really what I was about. Then I came back here, mm. got to London, started posting more videos. Um, and then it just escalated like videos like that were doing millions of views, millions of likes. Like I think my most viewed video might've been like 5 million like views oh and like just insane. And like, I got featured on Buzzfeed, like all I over their that. platform, like just and on, you know how huge that is. Like Buzzfeed oh, crazy. is the biggest publication. It's mad, That's man. Crazy. And then, you know, it just started to translate. Like I was people, the, the super fans would like follow me on Instagram as well. They'd go from the TikTok to the Instagram and also to the Spotify. And they were following me on Spotify, which is really weird because like following people on Spotify, like nobody really does that, but people were yeah. on my, and that was the biggest thing for the music industry. Um, the music industry were just like, wow, how did he get like 10,000 followers on Spotify in like, two weeks or something like a month whatever it was it just like skyrocketed and like mm. if you if you compare what was like i didn't even notice it but my manager noticed it and she was comparing it to um a bunch of artists a bunch of upcoming artists who have like maybe like so many more streams than me because they have a huge support from spotify and big playlists and stuff like that and she was comparing my followers to theirs and i was getting more followers i had more followers i had more real engaged mm. fans as opposed to passive listeners and that's where the big deal was uh, people stopped what, looking at monthly listeners because it's not an accurate representation of your actual fans it's just yeah. a lot of that is based on just the playlists that you can be on and 
obviously I wasn't paying any attention to that. Like I was just like, I'm just having fun. But my manager was freaking out. She was like, Ian, this is insane. You had 700 Spotify followers like two weeks ago. And now you're hitting like an extra thousand every three days. And it's just going, and it's just translating. Instagram too, though. I saw your Instagram Instagram as well. Like the Instagram. Um, and the dms like everything and it's and it's amazing because i get to interact in such real time with people like uh, Mm. it's it's just the best i mean it's like it's like i know it sounds stupid but it's like it is like dreams coming true when you yeah and you get to do something that you love and people enjoy it and it like changes their lives and like the the messages that i get from people are phenomenal like people who just engage with the music and the video so much especially at this time people are struggling so much and like um mm. it's just beautiful for me to like read and like my next single is actually a song about a girl who reached out to me when she was having a really hard time during the lockdown um really yeah and she just is like she shared some of her life story with me because my first question i ever ask anyone is what is your dream like what's the dream and are you living mm-hmm. it if not you're not going to be happy so i just yeah. always try and encourage people to live their dream and uh, she told me about her dream and her life story and it really moved me and I asked her would she write it out in a whole thing for me and that's what the song was based on and you'll obviously hear that when it comes out um but it was like just Mm. an absolute privilege for me to like experience that and to be able to tell somebody's story in that way yeah of course and yeah I honestly I can't really fathom or um explain how I feel I'm rambling obviously but like it's just no that's that's great man like I I want people to yeah, I want people to see that, you know, they can literally go from nothing to to living their dream. Like, you know, me and you know that absolutely yeah. just picturing something, um, imagining yourself. It can be anything like imagining yourself in a certain job. In my case, I imagined myself in, in a certain my dream job moving to London. And, you know, it took me a couple of years to actually get there, but I, I got there eventually, um, traveled the world, had an amazing experience. Um, you know, it, it can be anything. Uh, but I, what I'd like to talk about, Kian, is um, some hard times, you know, when, when you felt like you wanted to give up, when you felt like everything was against you. I know that you've had so, some experience like that. Um, but how do you push through those moments of just feeling like, you know, you're not good enough. There's people judging you. Um, you'll never make it etc i think that like hard times are some of the most important times in hindsight and reflecting back on totally it. agree and when mm. you when you it's very it's like you know i'm i'm extremely extremely lucky to basically be very happy like 99.8 percent of the time and mm-hmm. very um very confident um in my like ability and very um and very even if it's even if it's like false confidence even if i'm not that good it's just like important to actually believe that you are for sure because it's the only way and and i think you know people are scared to be confident because they think that it comes off as being pretentious or as being um as you know it, it can be a negative thing but i don't think confidence i think confidence is the best trait you can have as long as yeah. you don't make other fe- people feel worse than you i don't think i'm better than anyone yeah. you know I, I don't put myself in those lights ever but i i i believe in myself and I have some down moments, man. Like, God, I remember like I, when I I left the old apartment that I was living in, um, probably similar experience to you. (laughs) No, I left, I I lost a bunch of friends. I dropped out of college. I went home. I was like, what am I doing here? This is not for me. I didn't know that you dropped out of college. Yeah. So like I left and I went, cause I wanted to move to LA, but I couldn't move because I didn't have a visa. Like, and I didn't want to be at the Royal Academy of Music anymore. So I like, you know, I didn't have a scholarship. I couldn't afford to live in London. I moved back to Ireland and I was like what am i doing in cork city like there's nothing here and my mom looked at me and she was just like kian what are you doing so i Mm. got up off my ass and i was like you know what going back to london and i'm just going to figure it out and i i had the support Mm. of some amazing people who like really helped me um like survive like even in terms of paying my rent um and like i'll never i will never forget that like i would not be here if it wasn't for that support um and i will say that in my grammy speech (laughs) um but (laughs) people make people make all the difference man i was just supported like 
blindly supported by people who had absolutely nothing to gain. And that was the most beautiful mm. thing for me. But I still sat in a cafe in Brixton, like on a on some evening, like it was dark outside. I sat on my own in a mm. cup of coffee across from some random dude on this big share table and just cried, man. I just sat there on my oh, own, man. just crying because yeah. I was like, what am I doing? I'm literally yeah. risking my entire life to like mm -hmm. fulfill a dream that I have no idea if it's even possible and like 1% of the population succeed in yeah. this kind of industry and make it to the like heights that I have always dreamt of making it to. And mm. I just had to like, I just let it, I let myself feel those emotions. And then, you know, I like, I went for a walk and I randomly bumped into two like great friends of mine who are like amazing songwriters. Mm. I just bumped into them in the street in London and I was like, guys, I'm having the worst day ever. And they were like, dude, believe in yourself like it's okay to feel mm. this way but like don't don't get hard on yourself and like my last single which i wrote which came out recently fucked up all the time was you know based around so, this experience of just like feeling it was just a snapshot into the feeling of like the whole world being against you and mm. um and it was just like yeah even though i am super positive like i do have these little like glimpses that like rarely happen and like to be honest even last night like i'll be straight up with you like last night i i, I didn't feel mm. the best like um even mm. in some of the most positive times you just overthink you panic you get stressed out For sure you, you struggle to believe that like this is these kind of things mm. are happening or you yeah. you freak out because people aren't stuff isn't happening the way you wanted it to like that's that mm. was kind of the way i felt before i was like why is like i'm working so hard and i'm like and then all mm. i can remind myself is like i just got to keep going like i just got to get up again keep going and i think it's the ability to persevere that makes use that makes the difference between those who succeed and those who don't if it's only 100%. those it's literally the only difference is people who give up or not and like i always tell mm. people if you don't give up you'll get there like if you persevere and you work mm. hard every day, there's nothing that will stop you from getting there. It's just, it's just nature of it. And I think positive mm -hmm. thinking law of attraction, I a hundred percent believe in the law of attraction. Um, a crazy story that I'll go through very quickly. I was in mm. LA in February. I always believed in the law of attraction, but I wasn't like, <clears throat> I was practicing it in the way that I understood it, but I'd never watched anything on it. I've never watched a video never like researched it. And like, however it works, I'm not going to talk about like whether there's some real science behind it or if it just makes you think positively or if it just makes you work harder, whatever it is, I truly mm. believe uh, that it does work. Um, I was in LA <clears throat> and I decided that I wanted to like, you know, think about the law of attraction a bit more. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wanted to think about the law of attraction a bit more and mm. I got into an Uber I ordered an Uber and I thought the woman seemed really familiar when I picked, when I was looking at the app and I was like, I've had this Uber driver before. I was like, I was a hundred percent certain I'd had her before. And I was like, this yeah. is weird. And then I got in the car, like, and I realized I'd never had this Uber driver before at all. And I was like, why did I recognize her picture? And halfway through the Uber ride, we were just chatting. And then she was like, I have a burning, like sensation to like, tell you, she was like, I have to tell you to watch the secret on uh, Netflix. And she's like, I don't know why. She's like, I just really feel like I was put, you were put in this car for me to tell you to watch the series yes. on Netflix. And she was like, it's all about the law of attraction. And I think if you watch it, you'll really, it'll change your life. And I was like, awesome, I'm going to do that. And I went home and it took me about three, four days to watch it all because I was just watching in little snippets when I had free time. And mm. it basically puts into practice like the, and I don't want to get all, all, you know, fancy mancy, but like it puts into practice yeah, yeah. techniques that you can do, like listing things that you're grateful for, whether it's putting a stone in your pocket that reminds you at the end of each day when you take it out to like, oh yeah, this is the stone that reminds me to list the things I'm grateful for, or like trying to like make, visualize the feet and, and feel the emotions of being in the situations you dream of and like mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So I said, you know what, just like the TikTok thing, I said, you know what, I have no reason to not try this because it'll take 20 minutes out of my day to genuinely try and do this properly. And so I started and the next two months of my life were the next two to three months of my life were the most life-changing months I've ever experienced. And I remember the documentary saying like, do it and see what happens to you in three months. And mm -hmm. like, and <laughs> you know better than anybody, like it makes no Absolutely. sense going on it's in insane right now. Um, yeah, it's, it's just insane. to like absolute more heights. And I, yeah. Mm. And I, I like people will ask and I'd be like, dude, I literally did the law of attraction. And three months later, I was like, what is going on? It, mm. none of this makes sense, but 
it's so amazing. true though like my house like you know my mom she's like a super motivational person and with my brother as well like our house would just be filled with books like the power of positive thinking and i read the secret years ago and i've always lived by that see believe achieve but um yeah man i think just like the visual visualizing like what you want and just slowly building steps and climbing that ladder and you, you, yeah. you will ev- eventually get there but you do need a laser beam focus and one thing Keen, i will say about you is like i said it on saturday to you i've i actually don't think i've ever met anyone in my life that's as focused i think you and my brother jonathan are the two most focused people that i've met in my entire life which is you know like you literally never take your eye off the ball. I have, I've never seen you taking your eye off the ball uh, since I've met you. Since the day that I've met you, you've been chipping away at your dream. And, you know, obviously it's, it's paying off for you now. But where does that come from? Where does that like laser beam focus come from? And do you have, do you do any routines throughout the day? Is, is it just like, are you just naturally a focused person? Or how do you keep focused? I think like the number one key element is wanting it more than anything else in the world. And like, Mm. I know it like it's super cheesy and there's that video, but it's like when you want to succeed as badly as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. (laughs) And it was like, yeah. And it's, and it's, but it's so true. Like it's the only thing (laughs) I've ever thought about. I never, Mm. another key element. And I, I live by this. Like I live by this so hard. Do not have a plan B. Just don't have a yeah. plan B yeah. like, cause there's always going to be somebody out there who wants to do the same thing as you. And they only have a plan A and they're putting a hundred percent into plan A. And if you have a plan B, you're screwed from the get go because you're setting yourself up for potential failure, which you can't mm. do. You have to be mm. like, this is it or it's nothing. And then you will do it no matter what you'll do everything it takes to make it happen. And no, just have no plan B. Just, just live your plan A. Who wants to live plan B? You're going to be miserable. <laughs> plan Z, like just plan Z, like under the bridge. Like. <laughs> it's, it's not a way of life. And I think like so many people, so many people talk about it. And I know for me, somebody that like, I think is an absolute hero at this sort of conversation is Gary V. And I know oh, man. some really cool stuff and people so intense. Dude, he's just got his head screwed on. He literally just says it how yeah. it is. He's like, just do what you want to do and stop, yeah. stop stressing. It's stop like you could have been a, you could have been a basketball. He's like, you could have been a fucking basketball, man. You're it's, living this life. It's, it's so it's, man, he's and it's he's amazing. Like, I watch his videos so regularly because it just like yeah, it me pumps me up and it makes me realize like it made me realize like I am doing the right thing and I am right to not have a plan B. And like people always tell me like, Oh, like when I, even when I dropped out of college, like everyone was like, but what are you going to do if it doesn't work out? I'm like, why would it not work out? Stop saying Mm. it's not going to work out. Like I know it's going to work out. Like I a hundred percent believe it's going to work out no matter how long it takes. And I'll make it work. Like I'll make, I'll be fine. Like I'd rather be, I'd rather be homeless doing the thing that I love than have a bunch of money doing the thing that I don't really want to do and that exactly was, that was my perspective and like I think you just have to have like I also think that maybe the the a little bit of ADHD which means that I just cannot sit still mm-hmm. I have to be creating and mm-hmm. I feel I think for me like I, I've had a few little moments where I've been like you know where I've where I've brushed with like sadness or depression or like a bit of anxiety right. or whatever um yeah just like yeah. just like, I wanted to ask you about that like have you had any issues with mental health or how have you yeah have like, you overcome I, I saw that you posted about your, your ADHD but have you had any issues with mental health and has that helped you or for me like I want to say no because like I don't want to put like I don't even pretend I have any idea what it's like because I really mm-hmm. don't but I I have experienced what in my feeling was somewhat um like just a little sprinkle of 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 like those feelings and being down Mm -hmm. and like feeling maybe a bit depressed or a bit sad um Mm. i think for me like sadness is more of an outer um feeling like you know when Mm. you when you lose a friend or when you you stump your toe or when you don't get what you want you get sad on the outside but depression (laughs) is like an inner thing which like you know is a very much more controlling and like it's really your it becomes part of who you are which can be really tough um 
And you know what, for me, I just like, I remember one day I was sitting on the sofa, like when I was living in different apartments in London and I just felt really bad. I felt really shitty. And I was just like, why do I feel so shitty? And then I just Mm. talked to myself and I was like, I haven't done anything that I like in the last three days. Like I haven't Mm. written a song. I haven't created anything. And so, and then I just was like, what am I doing? And I just picked up my guitar, wrote a song in like 30 minutes and I just felt amazing like amazing Mm. and like I always remember like hearing the thing like people saying do what makes you happy and do more of what makes you happy and I always say that and I know I'm no expert and people are going to be like you know depression is like a chemical imbalance and there's there's a lot of things that I know absolutely nothing about but the only advice Mm. I can give people is do what makes you happy and do more of it and like stop having a plan B stop doing things that you don't enjoy in life because I think I'd say 90% of the people who are like unhappy like 90 percent of the people who are unhappy are probably not doing what it is they love and are not living their dream and like people can come out and be like that's not it is definitely true because 90 percent of the people that i know aren't doing what makes them happy and aren't living their dreams like bro hundred percent and why would you want to live your life that way and you know it's 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 and it's just the key to unhappiness and it's your body telling you that you're not fulfilling your dreams and doing what you're supposed to do if you wanted to be a saxophone player do it like if you wanted to be a musician do it if you wanted to be a doctor if you wanted to be an actress if you want to be a painter or an artist even if you're going to be broke for 10 years like just do it what what matters you know do what matters absolutely i love that um i wanted to talk to you about like building relationships as well in the music industry you talked about um going to la as well how did that come about and like you've always been really good at like connecting and staying connected with people in the music industry how can people like build rock solid relationships and you know climb the ladder in the music industry so never ever build a relationship for the purpose of using somebody for your own success um yeah build relationships with people because you genuinely like them or respect them um Mm -hmm. build relationships with people because you want to be they're people that you look up to or people that you like that you just want to surround yourself with because they're good people a a massive majority i'd say 90 percent of my friends who are super successful songwriters producers executives um managers none of them i've ever worked with like written a song with or done anything with like a he i'd say 90 percent of them because like when i met them i just wanted to be their friends because they were cool people and they're in the same industry and Mm. you want to be surrounded by people in the same industry that inspire you and i'll tell you a funny story like there's a guy who like i don't know when this is going to be coming out but like right now we're doing a lot of um record deal discussions Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um and Mm -hmm. uh which is like no secret um but there's this would be a perfect example of a story. Like when I moved to London, like almost three years ago or whatever, one of the first people I met, I, we became quite close. He helped me out a lot in, in London by introducing me to some people. Um, and, um, that, you know, I just reached out to him. He was nice. Like just kind of, we became friends. And I think it was about two and a half years where he never heard any of my music, hadn't a clue. I never tried to get him to listen to it. And, um, two and a half years later, he has become one of the key, like instrumental parts of my career and of a lot of things that are happening now, simply because he discovered my music on his own terms and, and we had become really great friends. And like, it's just like, you got it. There's a certain amount of hustle. And there's a certain balance. You don't want to be that guy in the corner room who says like absolutely nothing and nobody knows anything about you, but just like be yourself, put yourself out there, go meet people. Nobody's going to knock on your door and just like allow people to see you, you know, like mm-hmm. when I went to LA for the first time in July, my plan is probably a plane flying past my window. Um, my plan <laughs> was that not my plan, but my oh, mindset yeah. was like, look, I'm going to LA. I've got a bunch of these songs. This is who I am and it's what I can do. And hopefully mm-hmm. on oh, my headphones, uh, hopefully, you know, <laughs> uh, whole room falls apart. Everything like breaks down. Um, my plans. The coronavirus. My mind was just like, go to LA, have all of this stuff under your belt, and meet some people, mm. be yourself, do your thing, and allow them to observe you and see you from afar or from close. And if they're interested 
they'll come along and you do, you got to do a little bit of hustling, come back, a little bit of hustling, come back, you know, create your art, go back, hustle a little bit, go to a few shows, mingle with some people, make some friends, come back and like make genuine friends. Like the friends that I've made, like they're genuine friends that are worth their life. And like, there's also like, um, there's a big side of it. That's just people will either click with you or they won't. They'll either like what you do or they won't. And uh, somebody gave me a, a great, 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 great piece of advice. Like maybe, um, for, let's say four or five months ago, um, four or five months ago, there was a lot of things happening. A lot of people started to reach out and DM me people were, and I was starting to go like, Oh my God, this is so crazy. Like this person and this person and this person. And, and then they'd kind of slip away and they'd like stop replying or whatever. And then I was speaking to this one guy who gave me a great piece of advice. And he said, assume that nobody wants to work with you unless they're biting your hand off. And, and he yeah. that just changed the game. He was like, do what you're doing and just keep doing it. Keep making music, keep writing, keep producing, keep posting videos, keep growing and keep plowing your train forward. And if people are interested, they'll jump on board and maybe they'll jump off at some point or they'll stay on for the ride. It's like the most important thing is it's you working full steam ahead the whole time. And don't assume that like your career will change because of a manager or a record deal or a publishing deal. You got to yeah. go and do your thing. And that's what I did with like TikTok, with the music, with the songs I was releasing. And it was very important to me to, it was just like, that was a great piece of information because I was so worried about like trying to like make sure these opportunities would happen and like make sure that this person who reached out to me and I was freaking out about it, that they'd like keep speaking to me and that they they wouldn't lose interest. And in the end, it was more important for me to realize like, you know what, like they'll come back around. If they drop off now, they'll come back around if they really care. And like they did, they all came back around in, in, in numbers mm-hmm. and, and, and all, all I had to do was just keep doing what I was doing. And if people really like it, they'll be there. And if they don't, they won't. And you know, you, there's no, and you also don't want to work with the people who are only there. If you like are shoving stuff down their throat, like you want people yeah, to, sure. you to find. It's like a chore to, to be friends with someone like that or have a relationship yeah, with someone and, like and that. You want people to come to you and really be like, dude, I really want to work with you. Or like, I really think you're talented or yeah. like, we love your music. And like, and the best way to get there is to just focus on yourself and what you're creating and why you're doing it and let those opportunities come to you. And I know it's really scary to do that because you feel like you have to go out and seize the day, but like you are mm. seizing the day by focusing a hundred percent on your art and there's an ebb and flow. Of course, there's certain periods in your life where you need to hustle a little bit and meet some people so you can make mm. little and stuff. But in the end, what's most important is like the artistry and like what it is you want to do. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Um, where, wh- how, where are we now? We're in 40 minutes, man. 50 minutes. 50 minutes, bro. Talking I for days. That, bro. I could talk for days. Talk for years. Yeah, bro. You're actually giving some really good fucking advice. Some nuggets in there. <laughs> Thanks. Um, didn't you do the voice UK or the, what was it? It was the yeah. voice UK, right? I'll tell you a funny story um, about that. If you want. I'll wait. Yeah, I kind of want to hear about that. Wait, well, my listen now, the, uh, wasn't it like a negative experience or well you know what they were super nice um Mm -hmm. and etc etc but i'll tell you this right the person who i told you who i met when i came to london who i reached out to and then many years later when they're in la and um are now a key instrumental part to what's happening in my career right now the only reason they responded to my email in the first place when I first reached out like three years ago was because they were working like in the voice when I did that, when I did it. And so I reached out and they were like, oh, I remember you from the voice. Like, let's meet up in London. And boom, there was one reason for me doing doing the voice. Second reason was... <clears throat> the voice was the first experience in my entire life in the music industry of being like held up in a really like golden limelight and just being dropped right off the top to rock bottom. Yeah, and bro, I remember that, that happens over and over again. And mm. I didn't really want to be on the voice anymore because I was at this amazing school on a scholarship and they were like going to kick me out because I was missing so much school. And like, obviously once you realize what <laughs> TV is, it's the worst thing ever. It's like, I couldn't even yeah. sing. I was so nervous, man. I lost so my voice for like two weeks. Fake. Oh, it's so fake. Really? But, like, oh yeah. I was just like, I was in an awful way, man. I did not want to go on anymore, but like, you don't have a choice. You have to do it once you've gone that far. Um, Your confidence is ruined though from, from an experience like that. How did you like come back <laughs> from that and 
yeah, it just, it, I was lucky that I got to have that second song experience where it was like standing ovation and everybody was crying and they were like, leave him through. And like all of the judges did <laughs> me after saying like, this is not the last we're ever going to see of you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you betcha. And I came back stronger <laughs> than ever. And that was you like, betcha. And it was it was important to accept like what it was like I know that I absolutely botched that first song it was awful and the second song was fine but I still was so yeah. hoarse that I could barely even sing, um but mm. I from what I took from that is like first of all you should do everything in your power to get to where you want to go like as long as you you know don't like undermine your values or whatever but I was a teenager going on a TV show and it's funny because the amount of people that I respect and the, that I've even met in LA who are like, Oh yeah, I did the voice. And I'm like, really, you just never would know, you know? And like, there's no sort of judgment yeah. between a lot of people. They like, they're just like, yeah, cool. Um, and it was kind of like, I would not be where I am now. Like now I know that in hindsight, looking back, like that drop from a high place into like just being an absolutely nobody was one of the mm-hmm. best things that ever happened to because it happened it completely humbles you over and over and over and over again and mm. if you can if you can survive it once you can survive it a hundred percent of the time you know mm-hmm. and like and it happened again man it happened again and again and again like it just happens mm-hmm. over and over and over and yeah. over people who just like where you think you're at a high point and it doesn't work out and you have to be willing to yeah, like, yeah. keep on moving exactly. and so for me it's like those two experiences of like having met somebody or who has been instrumental in the last, like in the recent part of my career and also having had that experience on the voice is something for me that like, I look back and I'm like, Oh my God, thank God that I went through that or who knows where I would be mm. now, you know, mm-hmm. never regret it. Yeah, no regrets. Kind of reminds me of when I was doing the events and I was just constantly like succeeding and, you were there from the start. I remember you yeah. came to like almost all of the events and you remember that like uphill graph of me just constantly doing the events. And then do you remember that night when it just all came tumbling yeah. down on me? Like I was all over the news and everything. But that was the most humbling experience ever. And I think you need to go through those kind of things, you know, to, to humble you. Um, I want you sure. to visualize yourself, Keen, all right? I want you to paint this picture for me five years from now, all right? What are you doing? Where are you? And how, how does your life look? Um, I think five years from now, um, I'll have been living in LA for hopefully five years or four years. <laughs> um, I think, um, you know, I'll be touring. Hopefully touring Ooh. will be something that people will be doing again. Uh, my dream would be to be touring arenas by then. Um to be uh yeah selling out arenas to be you know charting on the hot 100 um to have maybe one or a top 10 record um Mm -hmm. who knows like to be at the grammys to be to be working with like great people and you know for me the most important thing really is that like i'm just like happy with what i'm doing that i'm making music that i still love that i'm working with people that i love and that love me and that i'm surrounded by like an incredible team that like Mm -hmm. i haven't like that i haven't gotten fucked over by the music industry and gotten into something that i never (laughs) should have gotten into in the first place um yeah but um yeah man five years from now i think i'll be pretty i think i'll be pretty happy um i think i'll be living a really amazing life you know um i'll be 27 um, jeez i'll be like 52 so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, man, 27. You know what I mean? I don't have a Grammy by the time I'm 27. I give bro, up. Oh, 27. It's crazy. Shit, bro. Yeah. Hopefully I'll, hopefully, I'll have had like two albums out and a number one album. And not that that's what it's about, but you know, yeah, I know that that's... the team around me would love that as well. And the people who are putting everything yeah, that they can into me, that's, you know, <laughs> I want to make music that changes the world. And I want to, I want to have an amazing, uh, fan group and and family of of Mm. of followers that i can share this experience with and that we can change the world Mm. together and you know i think i think five years from now i'll be having a a pretty awesome time amazing me just passes you under the bridge in court like sake what about you what's Uh, your what's your five year where do you see yourself in five years five year Like the thing with me was like, I kind of wanted, you remember, like I wanted the glitz and the glamour. I wanted the big, amazing event company and all the girls and the cars and the watches and all this. 
And then I kind of went and I did that. I went working with like the biggest festivals and all that. And then I kind of took a huge U-turn and just said, I mean, this is not aligning with what I want at all. You know, this is, I'm genuinely, like when I was in London, I I was happy, but I was also super unhappy as well on on the the other side of the coin. Um, And it was just the lifestyle that I was in. I love working in the music industry, but the electronic industry almost killed me, yeah. as you saw. Um, yeah, I, th- I think five years from, ne- from now, um, I just want to have a really like well-established business. Um, I don't think I'll be living in Ireland. Um, yeah, I think LA would be fucking amazing or you know, somewhere like that. Um, I just genuinely want to be happy and you know, have a really good relationship with my friends and my family and just um, live a really... Um, good life you know I don't want to have that crazy life that I used to have like the glitz and the glamour um yeah I just want to be genuinely content and you know work hard and have good people be surrounded by good people for sure yeah um the most important really in doing it doing the things doing the things that you love and I think like not lose sight of like the dream is is very important and I think like for someone like you also who's had a negative experience um it can be hard come back to the dream and like reset and refuel. um but it is important to not forget that that dream is still there and there's a man i know a lot of people who had some rock bottom moments throughout the industry because they were just on the wrong side of it and they decided to pack up their lives with 800 dollars in their bank account and move to a different city and apply for a different job and now they're different people um and they're doing way more of what they love and it is a tough thing that i will say being irish and like um but there's in the end you can do it if you want it you can get there you can get visas you can really go out of your way there's there's internships for every job that you ever can imagine and like 100 percent, and especially if you've been there if 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 you've achieved something you know crazy like like that or what we have done is we we have achieved a lot in, in our lives in such a short amount of time and you know when you do achieve something like achieve one of your goals you know that you can do it again even if you fall even if you have the worst experience yeah. you can come out on top and you can you can go again and you just have to find that passion to to uh follow your dreams you know absolutely 100 um, it's the most important we're gonna do we're gonna do a bonus round keen all right bonus round baby i'm ready bonus round so so you're gonna have to guess the song i'm not, i'm i'm gonna say the lyrics all right okay. i'm not gonna sing or anything i've got five songs um i just decided to do this this is kind of hilarious you're probably gonna get every one of them (laughs) i'm so bad at lyrics though but let's go are you ready yeah all right (laughs) his his palms are sweaty knees weak (laughs) balls are heavy already yeah oh you fucking baby Eminem. Uh, what's that song called again? Lose yourself. Lose yourself. Yeah. Balls are heavy. Balls are heavy. Knees weak. Balls are heavy. Really heavy balls. The gibberish lyrics. Like I've never met anyone who can gibberish lyrics of a song better than you. All right, you ready? Yeah. You're insecure. I don't, don't actually know what for. You fuck. <laughs> so you won't get this next one. All right, one sec. The first line. Give me just one line and see if I can get it. All right. No, you definitely won't get this. This is the song that Brainin showed me, actually. Um, uh, Lyrics. (laughs) Gagucci flip-flops. Fuck it, hit your bitch in my socks. This is a really big watch. Diamonds (laughs) dripping off of the clock. Is this like is the seagulls or something? Wait, he says, give it to the pussy ass, turn the shit up a notch. <laughs> uh, Migos are like brainless crazy shit. What is it? Yeah. I remember we were pre-drinking in his uh in his place during the student accommodation, he turned us on. It's a uh, Gucci flip-flops by Gucci Bad Flip-flop. Baby. Oh yeah, I right, knew um, Gucci flip flops. I just don't know who it's by. Gucci right, flip flops. Everybody kept saying right, that when we were there. Gucci flip flops. Do you remember we used to have that speaker just out in the parks with that song? Like, all right. Oh. Um, next one is thought I'd end up with Sean, right? But it wasn't a match. But it wasn't. Wrote some songs about Ricky. <laughs> what is it? 
Ariana Ariana Grande, man. Whatever that whatever that song was called. Boyfriend. <gasps> uh, one more, right? All right. Help me. It's like Tremendous. the walls. <laughs> yeah, what is it called? Uh, in my blood. <laughs> Can't believe I got that. It's me. so funny when you don't sing the melody though. Help me. Oh. Walls are right, caving man. in. You, won. you didn't get one of them, so you got you got four to five. Um oh, yeah, funny. so I think man, that was an hour. Pretty decent. An hour, man. Actually, it's good to catch up. We'll probably get this up like tonight. Sick. 100%. Do what you Sick, need bro. to do, man. I'll be Sweet, here bro. locked in my room. You'll be here still with the headphones on. Yeah, with the headphones and the mic. Like, still speaking, really- like, just in a zone, you know? Still speaking to himself. Like, <laughs> so my belief is that if you got one opportunity, everything you've ever wanted, one more. These weak balls are heavy. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. Oh, it's been a yeah, of course. To share. Yeah my useless information that hopefully leads one where point. where can pe- where can people find you everywhere guys instagram tiktok everywhere uh, he's on everything evil <laughs> msn <laughs> anywhere man hit him up standard ones whatever you like to use i'm i'm mainly on instagram and like a bit of tiktok here and there to the to the fire <laughs> porn hub like <laughs> <laughs> just got a huge like you're just so into marketing that you grow your brand on every platform like just music videos like on only fans like <laughs> oh, making millions on only fans like xx videos <laughs> oh my god that's me yeah bro right. you know what we gotta do we gotta hit up france soon gotta hit up france i want to do a big writing trip Jesus. over there it'd be so much fun <laughs> just writing everywhere <laughs> all over the walls and everything like i got told that i'm not going to be having a, a day off for the next three years so <laughs> oh my god that's nothing for you bro that's nothing for me as well. i was like i don't want to take they're like are you ready to not have a day off for three years and i was like i'm ready i've never taken a day off. 10 years bros 10 years bros <laughs> up those years like those oh, years bro three that's sweet. baby moves man that's for babies for you but uh yeah bro that's sweet that's huge that's actually i was like we'll do it for like 30 minutes that's like an hour and 10 minutes oh man we've, we've got, got too much to catch up on we'll have to jump on again yeah home. we should just like yeah let's do like a weekly thing weekly yeah. podcast like sweet sweet all right bro really appreciate you coming on that was huge my pleasure man